and Ruh Alpenheim is Tess, right? Tess, Tess, it's Tess Malcheshwin, the ninth day in the month of Cheshwin. And um, it's Thursdays, and since Pesach, we've been learning using the Thursdays to talk about the Tzemach Tzedek, going over his life. And we're, the, the, the very end of the Tzemach Tzedek's life, Begashmias, um, I told you that his Rebetzin passed away, I think I told you twice, and that Tzemach Tzedek was very broken. A very short time after the Rebetzin passed away, the Rebbe took ill. He was sick for about five years. And as I mentioned to you during that period, he would actually say, He would come to the Chesidus with, with a written notes. I don't know if the Ksav was the Pshat. He wrote it out in longhand or he wrote out in shorthand, but he would actually read Mitech HaKsav and there's a Sipur. It's a Machzadik finished a Maimon, he got up to leave and then he found another paper. So he sat back down and he finished the Drush. Amongst the things that we know about the last period of his life was that he had Yechidis in a semi-open way. He didn't have Yechidis like it had been earlier. That Chassidim went into the Rebbe. Instead, Yechidis was by a door, by an open door. People used to give him a tzettel and he would read. And as a result of this, there are Kamas he put him that we know about the Tzemach Tzedek during that period because the Echidus was, so to speak, public. Some of these stories are not so easy to tell. They get very, very sharp. Um, I heard this from a teacher of mine, and, and I believe this is the story, that the, there was a Mesnaget who wanted to make fun of the Tzemach Tzedek. So he dressed up like a woman, and he came to the Tzemach Tzedek, and he asked for a bracha for Zarachai Vakayoma. He didn't have a beard. And Tzemach Tzedek had a drachet on <laughs> and they gave him a bracha of Zarachai Kayoma. Anyway, the guy started having stomach trouble. He came to life and he bet Mechila. He had to come later and ask Mechila. And there's, like I said, this kamas he put him about this kufa, where what was going on by the Tzemach people could see what was happening. Farasipur, I think I told you the story already. I'm not sure if it happened then or it happened later. Or earlier, two chsidim came. Two people came to the Tzemach one was an Elam Mishadid, was not a Chassid, and his wife was pushing him to go because they had trouble with the landlord, with Arende. They, they, he, was a, he rented a, a Kretschme from a Paritz, Magoy. He was having difficulty with the rent, and the guy wanted to throw him out. And he didn't believe in it ever. He was a Mesnagid, an Mishadid, and his wife had a warmth to Chassidus, and she insisted that he goes and there was another Yid who was Taka Chosid who had a serious medical issue. And the two of them came and the Tzemach Tzedek read both notes and the Yid who had trouble with the landlord the Tzemach Tzedek had gesagt, as Ostelem Bankes he should put leeches. And the one who had medical trouble the Rebbe Tzemach Tzedek told him to travel up a few hundred miles and to meet a certain part a certain uh, uh, what's the part? It's a squire, a landowner. So when these two people walked out at Tzemach Tzedek, so the, the one who was not initiated says, look, my wife sent me to the Rebbe, and the Rebbe mixed, he crossed the wires. He, I have business with a part. He tells me that I should do medicine. 
he has the problem of medicine, he tells him to go speak to Aparats, and he was laughing at the whole thing. The Maharil, the Tzemachtetic second son, overheard this, and the Tzemachtetic, the Maharil laughed, and he said, Bamtatan, in the Shaykh by my father there's no possibility for an error. And he insisted that they should do it. So what ended up happening was like this. The one who was sick, Taka traveled hundreds of miles to this Puritz. When he arrived by the Puritz, he found out that the Puritz suddenly took ill. And that they had to bring a doctor in from overseas to see the Puritz. And there was a big tumult. The Puritz, of course, was not available because he was ill. And the, the doctor who was overseeing this Puritz was inundated with all kinds of people who wanted to see him. He somehow made an arrangement to get to see this doctor. And the doctor was able to diagnose his illness and cure him. And it was like one in the world. And the Tzemachzedek knew exactly where it's ended. What about this Misnagid who had problems with a landowner? He told him to sell him bankers. He came home and he said to his wife, this whole Rebbe thing is above him. I say, he told me. So she said, the Rebbe said, tell him bankers, tell him bankers. Anyway, the guy put leeches. And soon his whole body was covered in sores, bleeding sores. And the Puritz sent his worker, his Shamish, to bring him. To arrest him and bring him. And he comes into the house. The guy's laying in bed, blood from head to toe. So he comes back to the Puritz and says, the guy's laying in bed, fablutiked. He says, bring him in with the bed. So they picked up his bed. They carried it to the Puritz. And they bring him in. And the Puritz says, what about my rent? He says, I got the money together. And I was on the way to the palace. And they left me come alive. They stole my money. They bludgeoned me. I wouldn't give them the money. The Puritz felt so bad, he forgave him the debt and gave him a year or two free rent. In any case, just a couple of more things that I want to mention. First of all, there's two stories about pictures. The first is a story about the picture of the Alter Rebbe. The Rebbe Marash found in Peterburg by a, by a goy, a prominent goy, a picture of the Alter Rebbe. The Rebbe Marash never knew the Alter Rebbe. The Rebbe Marash was born after the middle Rebbe passed away. And in his travels, he came across a collection, a private collection, an art collection. And he saw someone had a painting that said on the bottom of it, Zalman Barakhovich. The painting had the name of an artist and a date. And the date corresponded to the time that Alter Rebbe was in Tfisa, was in jail. So he made arrangements to borrow the painting. <coughs> he gave collateral or something like this. And he brought it to Lubavitch. The Tzemachtetek had never seen the painting. The painting was made by a goy, was commissioned by a goy when Alter Rebbe was in jail. The Alter Rebbe had this pun, it was extraordinary. I mean, you could see it in the picture. Alter Rebbe looked gorgeous. So a goy commissioned an artist with Alter Rebbe sitting in jail to make a likeness of Alter Rebbe for his own self. The Rebbe Marash arranged this to be brought to Lamavich. And he showed it to the Tzemachtetek. So the way the story goes is that the, the Marash said that there's a painting of the Alter Rebbe. So Tzemachtetek's one comment was, does he have a sheret on his nose? Does he have a cut, a crack on his nose? I don't know exactly what this means, but apparently the Alter Rebbe on his nose had a disfiguration. And there's a story behind it. Uh, I don't know if you see it in the picture a, a crack, a cut of some sort the, the story was that when the Afrab was by the Magid he began to write the Shulchan Aruch by the Magid's instructions as it says in the Avdam and he concentrated incredibly and he developed terrible, terrible headaches from it and it was determined that he has some kind of organisms in his brain I don't know what this means creatures 
And the Mazich Magid called a doctor, a professor, and he said to this professor, you have to cure the Alter Rebbe. So he went into a room for 24 hours and meditated, 24 hours. And he said, I can put a potion, a poison on the Alter Rebbe's nose. I'll extract the organisms, but he'll have to lose his nose. He won't have a nose. It said, has to have a nose. has to nose. So he locked himself up for three more days, and he came out and he said, "I can remove the organisms from his brain, but I have to burn off the bridge of the nose." And this, the Magid agreed to. And they put on this potion, and the Atreba apparently had a disfigured nose. I don't see it in the picture. But this is a very funny story. But this is a story. It's not from the Rabbeim, but Chassidim tell this Maisa. But this is a fact. That when the Rebbe Marash told his father the Tzemach Tzedek that he thinks he found the painting, the Alter Rebbe, the Tzemach Tzedek's comment was does he have a disfiguration, a cut on his nose. Anyway, the painting was brought to Lubavitch. And the Tzemach Tzedek would sit for hours, for hours, day after day looking at it. Now you would think the Tzemach Tzedek knew how the Alter Rebbe looked. Mistama the Tzemach Tzedek, the Alter Rebbe from Kumen, the Alter Rebbe probably came to him in dreams and in visions. But he would sit and stare for several weeks, it was a few weeks, I think it was six or seven weeks, that the painting was in Lubavitch, and that Samach Tzedek would sit and stare at the painting, to show his machanat. The painting was returned to its original owner. Of course, a copy was made of that painting, which is what we have. And the original is, so to speak, lost. I heard from somebody who was in Russia. I've been told conflicting stories, that they found it. In a collection they found that painting and that it's very similar to what we have. In other words, it's a good copy. But that the owner does not want to permit us to duplicate it. This is what somebody who's a shtickle artist himself and he was in Russia, he claims they found out that was original. I went over to the Rebbe's library in Bell 11 and I asked him to verify it and he denied it categorically. But this is only a hakdom. The story that I want to tell you is that the Tzemach Tzedek's children, the Maril, got permission from the Tzemach Tzedek to bring an artist to Lubavitch to make the Tzemach Tzedek's likeness. The Tzemach Tzedek also had a picture. And the picture is based on a painting which was made during the Tzemach Tzedek's lifetime. And it was talked at the very, very end of his life when the Tzemach Tzedek was already elderly and ill. An artist came, a goy, I believe, and he couldn't work in the cheder with the Tzemach Tzedek. Paints then were not the same as paints today. They were lead-based. They were poison. They were toxic. And they had a terrible smell. Bechlala was not pleasant. Especially the Tzemach Tzedek was not well. So the artist had right to open the Tzemach Tzedek's door anytime he wanted and look at the Rebbe and walk out and go into a different room and draw. And he made a painting of the Tzemach Tzedek. And of course the famous details about this painting are that he made him with his tirtuk buttoned left over right he didn't understand the idea of right over left Vashenis Tzemachtelik is holding a book but the book is like this instead of being like this where it opens to the right it's up to the same and number three on top of the safer there's a eyeglasses and Tzemachtelik would not have put eyeglasses on a safer but he painted him, as you see in the painting, with Big Day Shabbos, with the white silk shirtuk and the white gartel and the white streimel with the tall yarmulke. The Rabbeim, the Alter Rebbe, the Mittel Rebbe, and the Tzemach Tzedek, Shabbos and Yom Tif, they wore white. During the week they wore black, 
like we do. Shabbos and Yom they wore white, including the surtut. It's in the Rebbe's Rishimis. The Rebbe Marash is given kufis. Sometimes the Rebbe Marash would wear white on Shabbos and Yom Tif. And sometimes he didn't wear white on Shabbos and Yom Tif. And the Rebbe Rashab said he doesn't feel comfortable wearing white, even Shabbos and Yom Tif. So beginning with the Rebbe Nishmaseh, with the Rebbe Rashab, the Rebbeim didn't wear white Shabbos and Yom Tif. But the outer Rebbe, the middle Rebbe, and the Tzemach Tzedek, Shabbos and Yom Tif, they went with white. And this guy painted the Tzemach Tzedek in this big day Shabbos, as we see. Now this original painting was by a guy in Russia. Whoever, I don't know, whoever it was that made the painting had it. And of course the way the story went was that when he finished the painting, he boasted. He said to the Maril, I captured your father. He told the Maril, I captured your father. So the Maril said to him in Yiddish, my father in one day had five faces. And you captured my father. My father in one day had five, I got fit of pen, five different faces. And you captured my father. This was the Maril's comment. And of course, from this painting, there were copies made. And you have in the Hatomim, there was a copy of Tzemachetik's photograph. And then later on, there was a photograph. But there were different pictures that the Rabbeim had, including a picture which the Friedrich Rebbe got as a gift from his grandmother, the Rebbe Sinrifke, his brother, who knew the Tzemachetik personally. And the Friedrich Rebbe wrote on the back of the, pe- back of the photograph, I got this from my grandmother. And she told me this is the closest to how the Tzemachetik actually looked. About 25 years ago, they found the original. The original painting of Tzemachetik, which was in a Goyesha collection in Petersburg, was found. And Merkaz actually copied it and sold prints of it. They sold prints of the original. And it looks very different than the picture we have. <laughs> it's a guy I know who's an artist who said, I looked at the Tzemachetik's picture, it doesn't look like a Schneerson. So I saw the original. <laughs> he has the Rebetzin's mouth, he tells me. Ich in art. He, he told me how you look at the Tzemach Tzedek in the original art, it makes sense. That's a Schneers. The painting that we have was all touched up and made look beautiful. Because the painting was made, the Tzemach Tzedek was old and ill and very thin. It was mamish emaciated. So they wanted to make him look nicer upon him. But the original painting, you can buy in Merkis for a while, they were selling it, a print. And on the back of the print... They had six or seven different pictures that evolved over the years and they found the original. And the Tzemachetik, the Tzemachetik permitted that they should make a painting of him during his later period of time. Just a little detail, we know that the Tzemachetik lived in the same house together with Rebbe Marash. Which is a story unto itself. When the Tzemachetik's children got married, he made, he made for each one of them a house and a shul on one of the streets in Lubavitch, he wrote in his tzavo, he wrote in his will, that he wanted all of his children to continue living in Lubavitch. He didn't object to each one of them having their own chassidim, but he wanted them to stay in Lubavitch. As it would turn out, that was an impossibility, as I'm going to say later. But the Rebbe Marash lived in the same house with the Tzemach And as a result of this, when the Tzemach became elderly and ill, and he had to be cared for, the Rebbe Marash and the Rebbe Tzedifke were very, very involved with his care. And as a result, their young children were very close to the Tzemach Tzedek, even though they were very young. They were the youngest grandchildren. They had cousins who were married and children before they were even born. It says in one Rishima that the Tzemach Tzedek had a Seder. Friday night and Shabbos day, and the sons would take turns. Who would eat with him which meal? They had a, 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 a rotation. 
each one of them will get another opportunity to sit in and sit with the Rebbe the Tzemach Tzedek and share a meal of Shabbos and Yom Tif and so on. Okay. So this is a little bit of what happened in the years leading up to the Tzemach Tzedek Sistalgus. Now, this past Pesach was the 150th yard site of the Tzemach Tzedek, which is how these series of classes started in the first place. Because 50 years ago, in Tafshah in 1966, which was the 100th yard site, the Rebbe made a very big, big deal out of it. So we decided that we're going to honor the 150th yard site. So in Pesach time, last Pesach, they printed a, a kuntris. Merkis, Kahas printed a kuntris with the last maimah that Tanakhtarik said, Kolachedish Ezelachem. During Nisan, Tafshah Chavah, 50 years ago, Nisan, the Rebbe said three Maimorim Achedish Zalachem based on the Tzemach Tzedek's one Maimor Achedish Zalachem because the Tzemach Tzedek's Maimor is very long and the Rebbe actually in the three Maimorim Achedish Zalachem in each Maimor focuses on a different part of the original it's hard to know exactly when this Maimor was said whether it's said two weeks before he passed away or a couple of days before he passed away but in this pamphlet they printed a very interesting letter from a chassid by the name of Reb Brook. There was a chassid, a tomim, a goan, and a chassid, a real chassid named Reb Brook, Chaim Shaul Brook. He was a tomim. He lived in Eretz Yisrael and he made a yeshiva in Ishan Latin. Besides for the regular ten kutminim, he had a yeshiva. He was, he was a personality. He was a balnigle. He was a god. I heard from his talmidim that he knew balpesh shasen rambam. And he would quote verbatim, and he would always say, I think, and he was never wrong. He was a big chassid, and he was a, he was a fabrengen. He wasn't only a, a lab, he was a fa- he, he was fabrengen. His fabrengen mission was Hashem Dabar. All kinds of yidin would come to his fabrengen mission. And he was makar of many yidin to the Rebbe, to chassidus, and so on. Reb Sheol came to the Rebbe only once, in 1960, but he corresponded with the Rebbe. And from the letters that he wrote to the Rebbe, you see, you see for his mahus. He was a chassid. He was a big person. And you see his derech heret. See, he apparently, I don't know how often this happened, but he apparently used to write the Rebbe letters, including little stories that he heard. The Rebbe always wanted the El Tadachsidim to record the stories that they heard from El Tadachsidim. And, uh, and the Rebbe said to them, send them to me. And one day they'll be published. I'm going to assume that in the Rebbe's archives, there's letters from many of the Tmimim who wrote such letters with stories. I, I once asked one of the Enikla how many letters there are like this. Shale Brook wrote the Rebbe letters. I don't know how many. And he told them stories that he heard in Lubavitch. And one of the letters he wrote, he tells the following, that when I was a Bacher, I met an Elter Chosset, whose name was Kach Vakach. I don't remember his name. And he was the last person to have Yechidus Man Tzemach And I'm sharing this with the Rebbe. Perhaps the Rebbe doesn't know these details. And he tells him, in other words, he heard from a witness, an eyewitness, who was there, and I don't remember the dates, it could have been like a Tuesday and a Thursday kind of thing, but it was mamish two days for the Tzemach He went into Yechidis to speak in Indian and Abayda, and it's so funny, it's hysterical, the Tzemach called him the Mishadis, and he said, Tzemach Tzedek had on his table a Tanya, but it only had the first two chalakim, the Kuti Amorim Sefer Shal Beinanim and the Kuti Amorim Shariyich Zemun. And he wanted a tanya with the Yigar Sakit, with the Yigar Sakit Shubim. This Chaim Ben, 
I don't know how to explain it. He was lazy. Don't bother me. You know it by heart. Why do I have to bring you a book? You know it. Just tell it to him. If it treffs in the face of it, that's the story. You know, you'll figure it out. And he said that Samachtedik recited the, the, he gave us a kichuba by heart and he told him a derech and avoid. He walked out of Yechidis and he heard almost immediately that Samachtedik became unresponsive and there was a panic. And there were 48 hours until the Histalkos. And I, I don't remember exactly what's written there. I read it six months ago. And, but the content was that there was a, a moment where the Tzemachtarik was actually feeling a little bit better. But everybody understood that this was it. There were a lot of Chassidim and Lubavitch, they all gathered and they were saying Tilim. And then the Tzemachtarik passed away, I think he passed away in the afternoon. My recollection was a Thursday, but I, I, I don't remember, I really don't remember. Right after the Histalkus, the Rebbe Marash made an announcement. Mizalvisna the Tata leapt. You should know my father is alive. Anybody who wishes can ask the Rebbe requests. And the Rebbe Marash added, I personally made requests. In other words, you can follow my lead and ask Bakoshes from Tat. And then the end of the story was he describes the Levaya. They went to the Levaya like it was a chasana. It was a surreal environment. It was it was a strange mood. The Rebbe was nostalgic, but everybody was on this spiritual high. It was, it was, it was like walking on water, uplifted, and the mood was incredibly holy. The whole, all the people, not just the Tzemachtetik children, but all the Chassidim who had come to Lubavitch and they knew the Tzemachtetik was very ill, went to the Levaya in an incredibly holy mood. That was a chasen, an uplifted mood. They came back from the Levaya. And they fell apart. They became hysterical. But during the... It was like the Tzemachtetik was holding them up. And after this, after this, they buried him and they came back. It, it, it was like the torrent, the, the dam burst. And they were crying so hysterically that the Tzemachtetik's children came out of their cheder and asked the Hasidim to be quiet. There was come shiva. There was no time for shiva. The shiva was a day because it was your dimmelness. Pesach has mevatel shiva. And of course we know that the Tzemachtetik had told his son, the Rebbe Marash, Bechayev, Echad Be'echad Yigoshu. Echad Be'echad Yigoshu means Echad and Echad approach each other. And Echad is a remez. Echad means one. And Echad also means thirteen. Aleph, Ches Dalad is Yud Gimel. The Rebbe Marash passed away. Echad Be'echad Yud Gimel Tishrei. And the Rebbe the Tzemachtetik passed away. Echad Be'echad You'd give them this. In other words, they had the same yard site. Both of them passed away on the 13th day, Echad, of the first month, Echad. The difference was by the Rebbe Marash, it was Yud Gimel Tishrei. And by the Tzemach Tzedek, it was Yud Gimel Nisn. And the Tzemach Tzedek had told him, Echad Be'echad Yigashu. Bechlal, the Iskashras, which the Rebbe Marash, the Tzemach Tzedek was incredible. And that's why now they're together in Lubavitch. The two Rebbeim will sit together in Lubavitch and the Rebbe Marash and the Tzemach Tzedek. Um... Like I said before, there was very, very little time for Shiva. It was Edmamish Ed of Pesach. And then the, the Shiva was over. The Lakuta de Burim. In the Fidic Abbas, the Shima is Lakuta de Burim. There's a Rishima, it's one of the first Rishimas in the Burim from Reb Nochem. Reb Nochem was the middle of Rebbe's son. 
The Nachum was a Tzemach first cousin, but through marriage he was also his brother. The Tzemach married his sister, the Rebbe Tzachaya Mushka. This said Nachum, it's hard to know this, this status, but Bepashtas he was about 10 years younger eight years younger he was a name the pastors after the Nacham Chernobyl and we know when the Nacham Chernobyl passed away Tzemach Tzedek was the name after the Mendel who passed away Tovkuf Memches the Nacham was the name after the Nacham Chernobyl his name was Menachem Nacham he passed away Tovkuf Nunches the Nacham was a big person but he wasn't a Rebbe he was the middle of the Rebbe's son but in this case the Nesias didn't go from a father to a son it went from a father-in-law to a son-in-law. This is Reb Nochem at Gvaldek Adichas Yomim. He lived very long. And the Fidik Ebrites Bechlau, the Beis Arav, were very strong. The Shneesons were physically very strong. And they lived very long, healthy lives, except for the Rebbe himself, who the Tzadus HaKlal and the Yechidus exhausted, exhausted. Reb Nochem said about his Shvaga, that he can't imagine a person who had the physical strength that he has should be so sick for so long. Reb was suffered five years with an illness before he passed he became weak and Nochem says when he was a young man he was a giver he could fast weeks after weeks and eat a piece of bread at night and that was it and he says how could a person who had such gvura be so ill he couldn't understand it and of course this and the histalkus and his illness the first is that the Tzemach Tzedek and Abrach from the Alter Rebbe Fariches and we know that when the Alter Rebbe gave a bracha for Yamim, that was between 90 and 100. When the Mitzvah Rebbe gave a bracha for Yamim, it was between 80 and 90. When the Tzemach gave a bracha for Yamim, it was between 70 and 80 years. But the Alter Rebbe gave a bracha for Yamim, between 90 and 100 years, which is like two lifetimes. And we know Chassidim who lived that long. You betray Isaac Vitebsk. These people forgot to die. They lived and lived and lived and lived. So the Tzemachetek should have lived 90 years. He should have lived a long time. And I think I already mentioned to you that I managed to pile a mile that should give me 12 Shvatim. I forgot to ask about longevity. And all of his children passed away very young. But the Tzemachetek should have lived at least till 90. He passed away at 77. So the kashi is what happened. So it says, number one, Yechidus cost Yaren. Listening to people's tzaras is exhausting. It takes life away from a person. And number two, there was a pidyon nefesh. And there's contradictions. The, the Lashat always brought us kiyodua. <laughs> the Fidik ever says kiyodua. Everybody knows the story about the pidyon nefesh that was not delivered. But no one knows what kiyodua is because it's never written down. Maybe the Tzema, the Fidik ever told it to the Rebbe in private, but it's not in the Rishimis. The Rebbe never wrote it down. It could be the Fidik had ever told the Tzema, the Rebbe's Agazunzan in private. We know, for example, that the Rebbe repeated the story The week after Shiva for the Rebbe said, Yeah, the Rebbe said passed away on a Wednesday, Pashas Mishpotim. The following Shabbos was Truma. The Rebbe was in his house. For Shloishan, the Rebbe didn't come to Shul for Shabbos and Yomtev. He stayed home. And there was no Fabrenian, obviously. Matzah Shabbos, there was a Sikha. I don't know if you remember the Sikha. It shook us to our core. The Rebbe started the Sikha with that when he was a young man, the Rebbe said, he was told the story. That Tzemach Tzedek said to somebody, let's think about the reality of the world, which means that nobody lives forever. 
And the Rebbe said when he was told the story, and it's not printed in the Rishim, it's clearly the Fidik Rebbe told it to the Rebbe. Although the Rebbe doesn't say he heard it from the Fidik Rebbe, but if he didn't hear from the Fidik Rebbe, he wouldn't reckon. Because I was told, the Rebbe said, I was told the story of Beva Nashor and Ben And I couldn't understand why this story is being told to me. Why do I need to hear it? And uh, the implication was that the Friedrich Rebbe told the Rebbe that the Tzemach Tzedek, near the end of his life, actually sat down and discussed what happens when a person passes. And the Rebbe says, I couldn't understand why this story was told to me. He says, and now I understand. The story was told to me that I should know that even after the Tzemach Tzedek said, he lived many more years and he spread much more chesidus and he did many, many good things. So the Rebbe was saying, I am saying, as it was told to me, to bring out the point that after the there's an Arichas Yomim. And then the Rebbe, of course, spoke about the Chassidish Rabbonim and Mashpiyim and the Heira, how we should uh, address these kinds of questions. But the Rebbe told the story of the Tzemach Tzedeks, So there's a story about a So I don't know what the story is because this conflict. One uh, place seems to suggest that the story was that uh, the Tzemach Tzedek said a Pidin Nefesh to his mother. The Tzemach Tzedek's mother, her name was Rebbe Sintvedaleya. And all of us know that she gave her life to the Altarebbe to live. And the Tzemach Tzedek remained orphaned and the Altarebbe had to raise him. She's buried in Liazne, in Lojne, which is not far from Lubavitch. I don't think she has any kind of marker today. In other words, if you went to the cemetery of Lajna, there's no indication where she is. In Lubavitch, they made a fence around the space where four or five Rebetzins are buried. There's no Matsevis, or at least there's no readable Matsevis. But they know, based on the map, where the Rebetzins were buried in a row, in a shura. This is in Lubavitch. The middle of Rebbe's Rebetzin is there, Rebetzin is there, the Rebbe Marash, Rebetzin for the first Zivig is there, and others. But the Tzemach Tzedek's mother was not buried in Lubavitch. She was buried in Yajda, which is not far. And that Tzemach Tzedek used to go to his mother's tin, and he would go to his mother. And there's a nigan that they sing, that the Tzemach Tzedek was, is a nigan of Ishtachos. The nigan of Ishtachos, which we sing, the Tzemach Tzedek used to sing by his mother. And I heard once that the, 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 it's, it, you don't sing it Stamaze. It's like the Altarebbe's nigan. It's a special nigan. The nigan that Tzemach Tzedek used to sing by his mother. You, you know the nigan. This is the English doctor. So sent a pidgin to his mother, which is that you could walk to Lajda for the Bible. And the way the story goes is the pidgin nefesh wasn't delivered. That Samachtarik had made in the Gagmas nefesh. And this was the infinite stalkers. This is, I, I believe, in some places that's how it's told. But there's a different story which we know in detail. So again, I don't know what's true, because every time the Friedrich Rebbe mentions it, he mentions it more than once, he says, Yodua. The shlichus that was not completed. Yodua. Based on Yodua made. The story that we know goes like this. In Lubavitch, there was a bacher by the name of Yisrael Neach. Yisrael Neach Blinitsky was a very, very special bacher atomim. The Rebnissen once told him to Bastan Hashem Adatilis. Rebnissen, by Fabrengen, once said to him, Shalnech, Shalnech was 20 years older than Rebnissen Emino. And he would sit by his Fabrengen like a schoolboy, he wouldn't open his mouth. He was a very, very big, Pneumistic Echosid, a Zisayid. Shalnech had a Murin de Kikot. And he was in Lubavitch in the early mysterious Namash, when Tehachim first opened. And he remembered the Rajbaz. 
the Rashbat was a chassid from Samach Tzedek, who was a very great chassid. He was the private tutor, the private tutor of the Rebbe Rashab, and then he was the private tutor of the Friedrich. Imagine a chassid who had the schools to be the private malamid of two Rebbes. This was the Rashbat. He was the Mashpi and Temchatimim. The first Mashpi and Temchatimim was at Hendel. The second Mashpi and Temchatimim was the Rashbat. He passed away in 1905. Shmuel also knew him. Anyway, the Rashbat came into the Zal and he said, I have a Shvera Masha. There's a Masha, I don't understand. It was a big gun. It was a big And he asked, Can anybody help me with the Masha? So Rabbi Salneach was a Bachar, helped him. And he helped him. Good. In other words, he had given to Vashtain the Masha, he explained the Masha very, very well. The Rashbats was very, very impressed by the clarity at good Vashtanen. So the Rashbats said to him, So Neach, you did me a favor, so I'm going to tell you a story. And he told him the following story. It's a very premiistic and nice. The Rashbats was a Mechis for him. Rashbats was an he was an incredible personality, but he couldn't make a living. He was an incredible personality. He was a brilliant speaker. Rashbatz is famous. He had a very creative mind. He was a worldly person. Rashbatz was not the kind of man who didn't know what was going on. Rashbatz knew everything. He was a very, very big chassid, and an oivid, and a maskil, and a chmein Somebody once asked the Friyadike Rebbe if there's an Indian to go to the cave of Chassidim. So the Friyadike Rebbe said, if you mean a chassid like Rashbatz, then yeah. I, I saw the Mendel tell this in the video. The Rebbe Dayas, imagine the Rebbe says, go to his, the cave of a chosset. Because he was like, anyway, but it was a mechus And he traveled, he sold books. When the Tzemach Tzedek was ill, the children of the Tzemach Tzedek commissioned him to go to the Balshemtiv in Mezhebush, which is hundreds of miles away. With a pidyon to mishtatech al kever abal shemtiv for the full shleim for the rebbe for the tzemach tzedek. So Rashbat took the pidyon and he traveled to Mezhebush. and of course they were paying his way. So he says to himself, "I'm traveling anyway. I'll sell some books along the way. What's the rush?" He arrived in Mezhebush chalamei pesach. Tzemach tzedek passed away erev pesach. He got there too late. You understand? And when he read the pidyon. And it was, it was done. It came too late. When he came back to Lambavitch, he could feel the, 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 the kapeta. They were very upset. The kinderam gavus, the Tamafetic children knew that he didn't deliver the pidgin on time. They were very upset. Selling books. We sent you a pidgin to the Tamafetic. And this is a story which Absalneach heard directly from him, and it's now published in his Sefer. I'm not sure that that's the same story as the story about the fear they could ever say, Yodua. I think it's two different stories, but I'm not sure. So he felt terrible. He felt terrible. You can't forgive yourself for such a thing. So the Rashbat decided he's going to go back to Mezhubush as a tikkun. And he said to the Neach, I stayed in Mezhubush until I saw the Balshemtiv Bahokets. I didn't leave the scene until I actually saw the Balshemtiv. He said he stayed by the Balshemtiv until he pushed it, saw him. He partially saw the countenance of the Baal Shem Tev. And to him, this was some kind of a, a tikkun, some kind of a correction for this Indian. So, this is the stories that are told when again the Tzemach passing away at that age, at 77, and not living till 90.
So Bakhtari passed away. There were a number of things that happened in Lubavitch. First of all, the Tzadik left in his will that his children should live in Lubavitch. Now there were seven sons. One had passed away already, Rabbi Yankiv. One had moved already to Avruch, Rabbi Yitzhak, which I told you about before, which left five. The oldest, the Ravash, stayed back in Lubavitch and did not become a Rebbe. He passed away three years after his father in Tafresh Chavtes. One was the Rebbe Marash, he was the Rebbe in Lubavitch, which leaves three. The Buda Leib, the B'chaim Shnei Zalman, and the B'chaim Shnei was older than the B'chaim Shnei Zalman. I think. And they were all supposed to live in Lubavitch, and each one had their own shul, and Chassidim would come to whichever one of the sons they preferred. The Tzemach Tzedek wanted the Rebbe Marash to be with Malim Akeim but the Rebbe Marash was not, not cooperating. He was prepared to do what his father said, but he wasn't prepared to tell people that the Tzemach Tzedek told him straight. The Tzemach gave a written Savor, which the Rebbe Marash hid. They found it years later. So Tzemach became a war zone. A war zone. The brothers got along. They were brothers and they were also Tzadikim. But there was terrible, terrible intolerance. Each one aligned himself with one of the brothers of Tzadik's children, and automatically you were opposed to the others. And it was very, very unpleasant. They were paid this and counted some of the Tzadik's children would get upset. People were falling like flies. It became very, very difficult. So one by one they left. Ebisal Neach said that the Tata Gishim, my father wrote, that I should stay in Lubavitch even if I get no covet. But he didn't write that I should stay in Lubavitch even if I suffer bushes. And he moved to Nezhin. Ebisal moved to Liadi, and we talked about this when I told you about each of the children. And the Kopas then moved to Kopas, the Maril. And again, I believe I told this to you last time, he left after Shavuos, which means two months after the Estalkas. The Manash stood by the window watching his nephew who was older than him with his hand under his father's arm walking away from Lubavitch and the Rebbe Manash had tears rolling down his face and he said my brother of a Kurzenweg my brother is being taken on a very short trip he passed away the next year six months after the and the letter of Nicham Avelim from the Rebbe Manash to his nephew is so bitter you see how close the Rebbe Manash was to him and how devastated he was by his passing, by his loss. And they left. And they went their own ways. And Lubavitch remained by the Rebbe Marash. As it turns out, Lubavitch was the smallest. The biggest Chabad Hasidus for 50 years was Kapas. For almost 50, for many, many years was Kapas. Then there was Ladi. Ladi was very big. And then Lubavitch was the smallest. They say that the Rebbe Marash had a hard time getting a minion. The first Rosh Hashanah after the Estalkas. Um, but this was one aspect of what happened after the Tzemach uh, passed away. Another aspect was that there was a big dictator. Because they were dividing up the estate, the Erushan. But the Tzemach wrote in his Tzavah that he wants the manuscript, the Kisveyat Kedesh, to stay in Lubavitch. So the brothers who were liars, they were Goinim, were using every ounce of Koyach Haftedah that they had take with them what they could. The Rebbe Marash wasn't thinking about the value of the Svarim and the quantity of the Svarim. He was thinking about making sure that his father's will would be carried out that the Ksavim should stay in Lubavitch. And they warded out the brothers. Three Chassidim 
sat on that din tere. The tere's chesed, the b'shnei zalman flatkin, the peretz chain, and the base of tamalkin. They were going in madidim, and they sat on the din tere over these brothers fighting over the the ksavim. I have a book now which I just recently read called Avnei Chain, and in the sefer Avnei Chain, there's a description. From the Radas, that he went into the Tzemach Tzedek with his father, with the Peretz, when Tzemach was very ill. And the Tzemach Tzedek was laying in bed, and Tzemach Tzedek asked him to come close. The Peretz was almost like a brother to the Tzemach Tzedek. I forgot the details, but you, he pushed it, came into the Tzemach Tzedek when Tzemach Tzedek was very ill, laying in bed. Tzemach Tzedek says, You know, don't, don't run away because you see me in pajamas. The boy stayed by the door for a few minutes and then he was told to leave. And the, the Peretz stayed with Tzemach Tzedek for almost an hour. But Fabrach, and during the dictator, the Prime Zalman, who was the biggest lamdan of the Tzemachtadik son, says to the Rebbe Marash, Hey, Minayimach, how do you know so much Nikla? He was 32 years old. The brothers were in their 50s. Hey, how do you know so much Tzemachtadik? How could the Marash show this Keichat Tzemachtadik? So the Marash answered him the famous answer, Yeah, you're biologically older than me, but I was born when our father was older. The Marash was born after Tzemachtadik was already a Rebbe. And the Ramarasha Durkifir. What happened with the Sodom we don't know, but the Ksavim stayed. The original Ksavim stayed in Lubavitch. What happened, of course, was all the brothers sat down, they hired copyists to copy the Ksavim, and they took copies, which is a big nest, because part of the reason we have so much Chsidis is because of this split. Because of this split, they all made copies. And because they all made copies, if this copy was burnt and the other brother had, you understand, the fact that duplicates were made, and the duplicates were made because the brothers were dividing and moving to different places in the end would turn out to be a very, very, very big nest. Another interesting story, and I, I guess I'm not going to finish today, is that uh, they came back from the Levaya. They sat Shiva. And over the next few weeks, the brothers interacted. So there's a seaport, I, I forgot if it happened, Pesach, or it was after Pesach, where the Rebbe Marash said a Maimir. The Marash said a Maimir on Friday night. So his brother, the Maril, couldn't be outdone the next day he said the same maimah with a beard so the following night the Rebbe Marash said the maimah again with a beard on the beard of his brother so the next day the Maril again said about back and forth each one said at least three times until Tuesday I think the Rebbe Marash said the maimah on Monday night and it came Tuesday and the Maril so he said to the Maril uh, this is doesn't look good for business what's with the competition the Maril gives off them all of your head this time my father spoke. I don't speak up against my father. This is the secret. And one of the more interesting stories is that uh, there was an old chassid by the name of Bechusia Leple. Kuchia Leple. He lived in Leple. He was in his 80s. He had Takabrach not Rebbe He found out Chalamei Pesach about the Histalkas. So he took an axe, a hatchet, in his 80s. So Baruch and Allah Shaib, and he smashed every sh- every one of the shutters. He was so upset. He smashed the brach of his, of his own house. And then he walked on foot from Lapla to Lubavitch. He came in and the brothers were sitting. It was not Shiva, it was Chalami Pesach. And he screamed at them. Why did you let him leave? If I was here, I wouldn't let him leave. So Tzamechtarek had a reshime of chsidim who he sent food to for the Zodim. 
on the Rishim was Kushalefer. Kushalefer was sent matzahs and wine and water and chalices and carpets and chazeres and maybe obsessed naked for the Seder. So the night of B'dikas Chomets, the Mishadas comes in and says, this is from the Rebbe. So what did Kushal do? He sat down, he ate all the matzahs, drank up all the wine, the guns of chalices, the guns of mice, right on the spot. Anyway, the next day he had no food. So he came to the Tzemach Tzedek, because I need food for Yom Tov. Tzemach Tzedek, I sent you. Oh, it's making shift. I ate it. So it's my Sakha Hofen, he said. It was very helpful. When you hear the Rebbe Yishift, he didn't hear, he didn't hear Balabatesh Cheshbenes. I say there, he heard the Rebbe sent him, he ate it up. Why? Because he wanted the Kedusha. He said, Atake, it was very helpful. It really helped me a lot that I've ate it. But now I need stuff for the Seder. So Tzemach Tzedek gave him Nacham. Let's have been Kusha First of all, I have to exodus from the Rebbe. So he walked to the oil, and he never came out. So they went into the oil, they found him fachalished. He had fainted. They woke him up, and he came in, and he said, And he said, And then he said, Now I have to choose a Rebbe. And he drained Zechel Lababach for a few weeks. He walked up to the Rebbe Marash. Kuchelepel was in his 80s. The Marash was 32. He said, Be the height. Until today, I spoke to you first person you. From it's the Rebbe, from now on you're a Rebbe. Two on a Hitler and Zog Put on your hat and say, 